Everyone, welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. What a day. What a game. What a finish. What a stand. What a touchdown. Your 2021 Mac West champions, the NIU Huskies. Picked to finish last by the media, plus 4,000 or, or even longer on most sports books. Doubted week in and week out by the Twitter talking heads and the people that get paid lump sums of cash to cover these teams. It is the most wild season I have watched as a sports fan to watch a team that you cover week in and week out, a team that everyone wrote off. People were calling for Coach Hammock's job. So much shit was happening in this offseason. And for some reason or not, when I left Mac Media Day after talking to Coach Hammock, Clint Rakovich, and Braden Patton, the team just felt different this year. And week in and week out, it has played out on the field. They've been able to succeed with one possession wins in, in most of their games. And those were the very games that we were losing last year. From a performance standpoint, the game had a little bit of everything. It was your typical Wednesday night matching game. We had huge turnovers and huge spots. The Rocky, the Rocky fumble when the pocket broke down really opened up the gates for Buffalo to start coming back. And you look at it like this. Once again, regardless of how much of a, a heart attack or a chest grabber the game turned into, they were able to find a way to win a football game for all the marbles on the road with the second youngest team in all of FBS, the second youngest team. So if you think that this is just going to be a one and done year, they're just going to win this year. The ball fell their way this year, this, that, and the third, you're wrong. They recruited this team correctly. The coaches have put the players in the best position to win and week in and week out, we've seen this team grow in front of our very eyes. It has been, like I said, amazing to see, you know, some of these young guys like Trayvon Rudolph that are making the plays in big spots that they're making. J.J. Lippy on the offensive line had some huge blocks, uh, and he's only like 19, 20 years old. The vets, though, I cannot say enough about friend of the program, my guy, Clint Rakovich, bro. Build the statue on top of the Chesick. If it's not being constructed right now, I don't know what to tell you. But, you know, fourth quarter, we start, we're tied up. We're looking for one of those statement drives. You know NIU and you know Coach Hammock likes those long, sustained drives. I wish uh, Matt Nagy, the Bears coach, did the same thing. But the way I look at it is we wanted to get a touchdown. We obviously ended up settling for a field goal. But the way we worked that drive, they killed like seven minutes of the game. They weren't, you know, being overly aggressive, but they were pounding Rocky. They were pounding Clint up the middle, and they were getting the first downs. And it was ugly at times. But Coach Hammock said it a million times in the press conference. It may not be pretty, but it's us, and you have to embrace it. I've said on this show a gazillion times this season that this team has that feel of a team of destiny, the ball literally falling our way. The ball fell into the end zone at the end of the game, or not the end of the game, but in the, in the overtime period, and you're like, Coach Hammock talked about it in the press room. He said the ball seemed like it was on the ground for 25 seconds, and – DeMond Taylor was able to fall on it, and the rest is history. You can't say enough about how this team was able to battle back tonight. The defense played lights out. 
they were getting third down stops and fourth down stops. And I know you're going to be like, well, hey, look at the gash play that they gave up here or look at the explosive play that they gave up there. But when the defense needed to make stops in critical times, a la overtime, they were able to make it. And you can't be more proud of a bunch of guys that just go to work every single day. They ignore the noise, they ignore the poison, and they find ways to win football games. And not a single cell in my body feels bad for the Buffalo quarterback. This was our game to win. We found a way to let them back in the game. And it was a little nerve wracking. Like my heart was like thudding through my chest because I'm just like, you don't, you don't want to play it to chance. You don't want to get to next week and, and need to win. And then you need someone to lose to get in. You want to put the icing on the cake with time to spare in the season and now, like, take, for example, like Cole Tucker's situation. There won't be a huge rush to play Cole Tucker next week against Western Michigan, uh, as opposed to, like, you know, if this was a must-win game, it'd be hard to go without Cole Tucker and Tyrese Ritchie. Rocky was good with his passes. Uh, he mentioned in the press conference that his passes, you know, they cut through the wind real well. He throws with the real velocity on his ball. And there was a lot of drop catches tonight. It is what it is. The guys were, you know, to the guys were able to make up for it. Messiah Travis had a nice catch uh, late in the game. I think it was in the fourth quarter on third and 11 uh, that ended up getting reviewed. He was able to get his hands underneath it, but incredible scenes, extremely proud of the team, extremely just proud to be a Husky. I mean, last year we were the laughing stock of the Mac. We couldn't win a game. It was ugly. Every team was having their way with us and, and no one really knew what to expect. And to be sitting here, what is it, August? No, August 19th was when we went out there. I think it was for the Mac Media Day. It may have been July 19th. I could have my dates mixed up. We're sitting here in November, and now we have a trip to Detroit. Obviously, the bowl game was already locked up, but I want to see a Power 5 opponent. I don't want to see us get a bowl game, you know, get all hyped up, and then go play like UAB or SMU or Memphis. I want to see us play like a Purdue or like a Florida State if they're able to get a bowl game, like a Miami, a team like that, where it's like they're fringe in their conference, but they have those four and five-star recruits who you expect a good game out of that. But the way I look at it is this team did what they said they would do, and they said it all year in every press conference, in every interview that I had, all the live shows. The main goal was to win the MAC. And it's, you know, the job's not done yet. You still have to go to Detroit and you still have to win a football game in Detroit against the, the Mac East champion, which will be decided next week. Uh, Miami of Ohio plays against Kent State and the winner of that game will advance to play us. So one of two scenarios, we get Miami of Ohio and we get the final installment of the Braden Patton Bowl as Braden's dad is an offensive line coach over at Miami of Ohio. I was actually talking about it with Braden this week. And we, we did mention it at the very beginning of the season during the media day, you know, what it would kind of mean to Braden if he got that opportunity to play against his dad in the final game of his Mac career, uh, regular season, or, or I guess you would just say Mac play, because they will play probably like a Mountain West. I'd say Mountain West, Big Ten, AAC, maybe a Big 12, maybe like a Kansas State or something. Like that. I don't know what the bull buy-ins are or the tie-ins are, but I'm just happy that they were able to do what they said they would do. And now we're sitting here with a little bit over a week and some change to get some of those injured players healthy, to get some of those young guys some more stamps and to find a way to beat Western Michigan, because what would be greater to follow this up than to go for the entire state of Michigan sweep 
in the MAC, obviously, because we did lose to Michigan on the road. But you also have to look at it and respect it from this angle. This team has only lost three games all season. One of those teams is currently sitting in the top 10 of the entire nation, and they still have an outside chance to go to the college football playoff. Granted, it's not a big chance. Michigan is a top 10 team, and they deserve to be where they are ranked currently in the college football playoff AP or coaches poll. You lose to a Wyoming team where you find a way to, to come back. And someone put it in the comments uh, when we asked what your favorite moment was from this season, that that was the day that you really learned that this team was growing up and that we kind of figured what we were going to be able to get from this team this year. It wasn't a win, but they battled back and everything's been gravy since then. You have a slip up against Kent State. You lose the game by five points and you're rolling through Mac play. You have senior night coming up. You have one final home game. You have a chance to get ready for the MAC championship and whichever bowl game will follow. On the offensive side of the ball, my MVP, it's cut and dry. You got to go to Clint Rakovich. Gets the walk-off touchdown. He was a real key component to the ability for the Huskies to move the ball in the fourth quarter and obviously in overtime, a literal walk-off on first down. I asked him in the press conference what he, you know, what he kind of saw. And he said, as soon as I hit the corner, I knew I was gone. So you absolutely love to see, you know, they dub him as a fullback on the, on the broadcast and sometimes on, on the ESPN stats and all that goofy stuff. Clint is a football player. He will go wherever you need him to go. If Clint needed to play linebacker, I'm sure we could trust him to do that as well. But the walk-off touchdown, plenty of yards. I don't have the stats right in front of me right now, but just ice in his veins to go out and find a way to walk it off in his lone year as a Husky. So on the defensive side of the ball, we're going to have to give it to our guy, Lance Devereaux. If you know, you know. Um, we haven't even talked about it yet, but we'll get to it. But our guy, Lance DeVoe, balled out, had some key TFLs, had some big tackles on the running backs, you know, when they were trying to break one loose and the leader of that defense. Lance talked about, you know, how much it means to be in this position, considering this is the exact reason that he came back to NIU. He wanted to win a MAC championship again because he won one back in 18, but he went through injuries. And if you know anything about Lance, he's a fighter. And I think that kid's going to be playing on Sunday. So, my defensive player of the game is going to be Lance DeVoe. And then on special teams, uh, there really wasn't any returns. Richardson was kind of in a tough spot tonight. The wind was terrible. Um, both kickers missed kicks. It was tough to pass the ball. It was tough to really get things moving because the wind, and it played a huge factor. Coach Hammock had mentioned in the press conference that, you know, the third quarter, Buffalo gave them the opportunity to go with the wind as opposed to against the wind. And that's the quarter that they were able to get 14 points. And ultimately, what I would say is the difference in the game. Obviously, it went to overtime, but you get 14 points in the third quarter in a tie game, you usually like nine times out of 10, you're going to be able to ice that one. And it wasn't pretty. Rocky said it uh, in the press conference, you know, he said, we never make it easy. And all year our games have been like this, but we just knew that we would be able to pull it out. And extreme ups and extreme confidence to see the way that offense operates under pressure, even the drive to get into field goal range before the end of regulation, you get the 15 yard penalty. You get a bunch of Clint runs where no one really knew what we were going to do. Maybe we sat on the ball. Maybe we didn't try to stretch the field because you knew you needed to get to the 20 somehow got to the 20 and by the slimmest of margins, John Richardson missed a kick, but he'll be back. You know, he'll be, he'll be ready to make some kicks in the bowl game as well as next week and, and in the Mac championship. But 
Special teams, uh, we'll give it to John Richardson for the day. Obviously, it wasn't a perfect day. And as you heard earlier in the week, you know, that's a guy that holds himself to an extremely high standard. But the the way this team battled, the way they found a way week in and week out to go 1-0 and and to be in this position is absolutely glorious. Plus 4,000 at the beginning of the year, betting odds to win the conference and picked last by everyone. I actually now have to find my my Mac Media Day poll because I crumpled it up. And it's funny because actually when I crumpled it up, I was still recording the podcast from that day. I had to do my individual portion and I still brought it with me in my backpack because I'm like, it's going to be a hell of a story if they find a way to win the title in the West Conference. They did it. They have an opportunity to go to Detroit and win the whole thing. For our listeners, um, we appreciate every single one of you guys that listens to this show. It has been the most fun and most rewarding season uh, of my coverage here at ONTAP Sportsnet. And we've only continued to grow with the team. Um, As you guys may know, now we have clinched a a trip to Detroit and a a clinched trip to a bowl game. So conversations will start probably tomorrow morning. I'll give Tim and Jeff some time to sleep, but we will be looking to have two more live shows at Fatty's Pub and Grill. And if you were able to get out to the Fatty's Away Game Watch Party for this game, we really do appreciate you. Tomorrow, NIU men's soccer plays against Oakland tomorrow night. We had a double episode for you guys today. I was able to go over to the convo today and interview NIU men's soccer head coach Ryan Swan. It was a a busy day, a long day. I wouldn't trade it for a thing in the world. And to see the people that have been a big part of this show play a big part in the the walk-off and all that stuff, super proud of all the guys, the fatty sponsored athletes, the whole team, the coaching staff, the GAs, the cameraman, whoever, literally everyone in this program stepped up to return to the standard that NIU plays and operates at. And they're there and we're going to be here for a while. And as long as I'm able to cover it for you, I'll be here as well. But with that being said, I got to get this puppy edited down. I got like three big Macs to kill. It's a Max and tradition, just the podcast blogger life, just absolutely the most unhealthy man in the room, but proud day to be a Husky. You're 2021 Mac West champions. Let's find a way to beat Western Michigan and roll into the postseason with some momentum, but we got nothing else for you guys. We'll be back with you later in the week with player interviews from Friday. So the episode probably be released. Maybe I'll say like Saturday in the morning or maybe Friday night, but we won't officially release it until Monday, but stick with us. We're going to be here. We're going to travel to Detroit to go to the the MAC championship. And we will also be going to the bowl game as long as it's not in the Bahamas, knock on wood, but I'm rambling at this point. I got to get this thing edited down. I got to get some food in my system and I got to get some sleep. This was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. We really do appreciate everyone for listening to this episode of Huskies on Tap. And like I said, we'll be back with you later in the week. If you haven't heard it already, go ahead and check out our interview with NIU men's head soccer NIU head men's soccer coach Ryan Swan. That's a mouthful. And go Huskies, baby. Clint let off his uh, his little presser with Roll Dogs, and I think Rocky said something to that effect. And I did find out in the press conference that there will be worst to first t-shirts. I'm going to need, I'm going to need in, I'm going to need to get one of those. So we do appreciate you for listening. We'll be back with you later in the week and go Huskies. Yeah. I got drinks living left in the kitchen whipping me.